Welcome to the Girls Who Came to Sugar Bakers, where nerds and platonic life partners Aaron and Leslie watch episodes of Designing Women, then recap, review, and share other fun things related to the show. I'm Leslie. And I'm Aaron. And this week we have some kind of fun, exciting stuff to talk about. Leslie's, again, like we said, a wizard. And she's been setting up some fun things like we have a Pinterest, and we've got boards for each of the characters. Um, I've been putting up... Uh, the polyvore uh, outfits that I make for each week on there. And we also are going to be up on Google Play. We just set that up. Should be up in the next 10 days or so. So that's another way to listen to us through your podcasting apps. And Leslie has gotten really into making gifts this week, which I love because she's been great about sending me gifts pretty like instantaneously of things that I love. (laughs) Like, for example, there's this part that I really love in the movie Spy. Uh, And I told her, he said the thing. It's really, it's uh, whatever. It's, I don't want to ruin the joke for anyone who hasn't seen it, but it's Jason Statham says this thing that I really, really love. And I told her, (laughs) guess I don't want to say it because I can't (laughs) do it justice. But um, she knew I was watching it. And uh, as soon as I sent a text, he said the thing, she sent me a gif (laughs) that was of him saying the thing. And I just loved it. So we've got, um, so we've got gifting abilities and uh, if anyone wants us to gif anything in particular, then just let us know. Send us. Oh, I also personally want to plug that I'm really excited about everyone uh, following us on the different social medias, the Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, all that stuff, uh, Facebook. And um, I've really enjoyed some of the commentary that we've gotten recently. Um, and... Uh, it's been really nice to have people give us some good feedback. So thank you guys for that. Yeah, thanks for contacting us and following us and coming. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we want to hear whatever you have to share, really, seriously. It's because we do this for, like, us to have fun. It's kind of fun to have a project. But um, getting feedback from you guys has made it even more fun. So, yeah. Yay. Um, at yeah. one point, I'm going to ask you about the <clears throat> Sugar Baker moment. But I want to point yes. out that um, I misspelled Sugar Bakers when I wrote down uh, the intro and then I fixed it <gasps> and then I fixed it and it's still wrong. It's sugar. Bakers. Sugar <laughs> so, bakers. Yeah. Shigura. That's, that's what's going on. Sugar. So anyway, uh, what did you do this week? <laughs> what's your sugar baker moment thing, place, whatever, what you've been doing? I like that. That's the only place that the little Google doc recognizes that it's a wrong word. It yeah. just accepts sugar baker as a, mm-hmm. as a names as it should. Yep. Um, so my sugar baker moments this week, I've been having a pretty good week. I feel my favorite one was that I was hanging out with my friend on Saturday night and we were just kind of like wanting to just chill. She lives right beside me. So it was, it was nice and convenient. She just came over and we were sitting and I was like, do you want to watch something or I don't know, whatever, you know, I always feel like I have to entertain people. And, um, she's like, no, let's just sit. And it was so nice because we just sat on my bed with the fan going cause it's hot in my un, um, air conditioned <laughs> room. And I pulled out my records and we had a nice little record, um, jam sesh where we started with Billie Holiday, uh, Lady Sings the Blues. And then we did Wild Bell. Wait, is that right? 
mm-hmm. Wild Bell, which she had never heard of, which is a great, great summer album. I saw them, I think, three times or two or three times a couple of summers ago, and they're really, really fun. And then we finished up with some Simon and Garfunkel, Please Sage, Rosemary, and Time. And uh, we were singing along to the songs on that. I don't remember which one we sang, but it was really kind of sweet. It was a sweet little, like, bonding moment. So that was one of my favorites. And then this past week, I've been excited about Leslie's trip to come see me. Your trip to come. I shouldn't talk about you in person. But, yeah, I've been kind of looking up some things. I feel like I missed the boat on some of the things I should have done. But we have only a few days, so it's not – I mean, I think we're probably going to have plenty to do. Um, But um, I'm really excited about that trip and it feeling like, oh, yes, that's happening soon. And I also have been planning a trip to Toronto, although I learned that if you're a real – Torontonian, you don't say the first O, it's like Toronto, <laughs> I guess. Um, I've been watching, oh, I don't want, it's so geeky. <laughs> I know you're laughing because you know, because I talk to you all the time. But I've been watching a shit ton of like Orphan Black lately. Well, we watched the we watched the new season um, anyway, but I've been rewatching it because of all the flashbacks that are in the season. And I have a crush on the entire cast. And so I was just like, I want to go to Toronto. <laughs> Um, and I'm not that far from it now because I live in New York City. So I'm pretty excited about this little adventure that I've been planning. And as I was talking to you, Leslie, about it, I was like, I feel kind of irresponsible. Nope. You know, but I know exactly. That's what that's what makes it Sugar Bakery. That um, I, I just want to have a mini adventure. Yeah. And it, it's, there's nothing like irresponsible about it or whatever. Like it's I have people to watch my animals. I've budgeted for it it'll be fun there i'm going specifically when the toronto french festival is um in july because i think that's going to be super fun so i'm really excited that i'm doing a kind of fun thing for me what was your sugar baker moment or moments this week uh so this week i was fortunate enough to be a guest on the podcast cookish and bookish Mm. with the lovely i loved it i'm sorry guys i had to jump in i listened to it i didn't realize when leslie was telling me this that um, this was the one she was on. I just started listening to it with, from like episode one. I was like, I love this podcast. And then she was like, you get a shout out. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sorry. That was, that no, was really rude. But I wanted to, no. in case they listen, I wanted them to know that I, uh, just started listening to them cause I thought they were good and, and I think they're good. There you go. Go yeah, ahead. Continue. They're, sorry. No, they're awesome. It's, it's hilarious. So they talk mm-hmm. about cooking and booking. So recipes, uh, what they are cooking, what they're reading, what they want to read. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's not just about that. Like they talk about all aspects of being a modern lady, um, whether you're single, married, uh, with a partner, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mom, not mom, just like different different aspects of being a woman in the modern world. And they have a great like, dynamic. Oh, yeah. Their their chemistry is awesome. They're really mm-hmm. good friends. Um, and it was so fun just to sit down to them with them and jump right in. Like they made me feel right at home and yeah. I laughed like the whole time I was there. Um, you sound like you had a lot of fun. Yeah. So we chatted about movies um, and movie snacks and foodie movies. Oh, and, I love the movie snacks. Yes. Yeah, and adaptations. Um, and we did like movie snack pairings. They picked mm-hmm. some movies and we talked about what we would eat while we were watching those movies. Um, so it's episode eight and you can find it over at cookishandbookish.podbean.com. And you can find them on all the major podcasting apps as well. Check mm-hmm. them out on Facebook at Cookish and Bookish. And they have some social media stuff going on, too. So search them and listen to all the episodes if you want to laugh and have a good time. 
They are really good. Like I said, I jumped in on episode one because Leslie and I talk about podcasts all the time. So I was like, oh, this is one you told me to listen to. And um, I thought it was just really great and really uh, good. It's nice to just listen to them talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really? Yeah. To listen to. Yeah. So, yeah, that was my that was my moment. And, uh, it's a fun moment. Yeah. This week we're talking about A Big Affair, which is season one, episode three. Mm-hmm. And what do you what do you have on that? What's it about? Okay. Uh, TV Guide failed me with this. I actually panicked that we had watched the wrong episode <laughs> because it was completely a different um, uh, description. But um, IMDb came to the rescue, so... That's nice of them. <laughs> I was very happy. Uh, this episode is called A Big Affair. It first aired, oh no, it was like October 13th or something. IMDb is not telling me that directly. Crap, sorry guys. Um, and and uh, the description for it is Suzanne sets up Charlene on a blind date with a wholesaler of imported goods without telling her that he's significantly significantly overweight. And um, it doesn't have anyone as guest stars, but we have to give a little shout out to Walter Alkowitz. What's what we say, Leslie? I I don't know. I think that's a noble attempt. Yeah, I think it should be Polish, and I should have asked my Polish friend to make sure I do it right. Um, He he plays Mason in this episode, and he does a fantastic job. Yeah, I like him a lot. He's actually a thing for a while. He's only in this episode, but Mason comes up. Again, because they, I think they thought for a so. While. Yeah. yeah. So he he's yeah. only in this episode, but then he goes to Tokyo, which we'll talk about what happens. Um, <laughs> oh my and so gosh. Uh, Charlene talks about him being in Tokyo and trying to do the long distance thing and stuff. So, mm-hmm. but this is the only time we actually meet him. Mm-hmm. And he's hmm. done a lot. He's a good character actor. He's done a lot of stuff. <gasps> yes, I like we were talking about him um, before we started, and I I remember him from Grace Under Fire and The mm-hmm. Client. Uh, he's done a few episodes of Night Court, yeah, and which is my show. And yes. my brother and I still watch that when it's on. If it's on, we'll turn it on. <gasps> Why? What's it on? Uh, I don't know. I don't. We. I don't have the cables, so I'm not sure. But he does. So we were flipping one day, and it was on, and we stopped. And I wonder if it's at like the Nick at Night. That's still actually older stuff. Oh yeah, it might be. Yeah. Um, and then he did some Who's the Boss, which is also. A oh show. yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think I must have really liked him in Grace Under Fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. Is what I really remember. I remember. I don't. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he he's a great, uh, a great actor. That's, oh, and he was also in Twin Peaks. Oh, that's yeah. what I remember. He's doing the I just, reboot too. Yes, I just mm-hmm. recently uh, watched Twin Peaks for the first time, and I only I've seen the first season, and I think I've seen the first episode of the second season. And he plays Jacques in that, and uh, that's funny because, like, I'm pretty sure he he doesn't have a French accent, but maybe the guy who plays his brother does or something like that. Oh, crap. I can't remember now. But anyway, it's a great character actor. Um, that was a pretty nice description, I feel, mm-hmm. uh, for <laughs> they're just kind of, like, nice about it. But uh, we just nice have episode. to... Yeah, I mean, let's go ahead and just say that this episode is pretty much one big fat joke. Yeah. Uh, we're not a fan of that. They, they, they continue the theme of, of last week's of, like, being women being terrible to each other, and now this is just humans being terrible to each other. 
Yeah. Um, uh, I texted Leslie when I was watching it that I was like, oh, no, they're being horrible. They're going to learn a lesson by the end or something, right? Because <laughs> that's how the show works. Yeah, the end's good, but this is the getting there. Oof. Yeah. So let's go through the episode. All right. Um, so opening scene, uh, Charlene's on the phone, um, uh-huh. and they're trying – and this is – um, this, like – keeps going throughout the episodes uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. coming up and she's on the phone with this frat boy and apparently the, this fraternity bought some couches from sugar bakers and they haven't paid and their invoices due. and her side of the conversation is I'm sorry your fraternity slave week didn't net any money but I can see why the black guys didn't want to participate which is really random I don't understand that comment <laughs> what <laughs> I think it I was, it was to raise money or like a rush thing or I don't something to promote the fraternity, but that's not the way to do it. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but she's super sweet and says she's going to lend them the money for a month, uh-huh. part of the money, whatever, and they have to, to pay her back. Yes. And so that's how the episode starts. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Julia asks if she called them. Mary Jo also feels bad for them. Uh, they're rejects from the other fraternities. And then I love yeah. Mary Jo's um, <laughs> talk, like they talk and how they raise hell. And she, she just said like a redneck. She said something, a Bruce Springsteen teacher. Yeah. I was like, what are you talking about? And I think they do say like raise hell is what she says that they yeah. say or something. Oh, man. And then that sparks another conversation about how when Charlene was eight, she ordered a dinette set. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because Julia's trying to say if they're old enough to order furniture, they're yeah. old, they owe them for like three couches or something mm-hmm. along those lines. And if they're old enough to get furniture, they're old enough to pay for them. And Charlene says no, because she once did it she, <laughs> when she was too little. With her, or toyed with her in elementary school, and it just yeah. drove her crazy. And so yeah. Mary Jo's like, oh, so that's when you ordered it. And she said, yeah. And Mary Jo says, I could see that. And Julia's like, I'm so worried that you found each other. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, then they've got their little same mind about this very weird thing, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. But Julia's being quite a hard ass about this. Although, I mean, I've known some frat boys in my day. <laughs> and I feel like I would also be a hard ass yeah. to them about something. I was like, you bought some couches. And then why are they going to like a design right? firm why are, to get why some are couches? Like, I, I'm sure Big Lots was probably big. They didn't have it. But they had, like, Kmart. Sears or something. Yeah, Kmart. I mean, something. I'm sure they had something. They don't need this fancy, no. like, designing stuff. Maybe she. Maybe they went through her because they, they were offered a discount, maybe. maybe. I don't know. But, yeah, or just, that. yeah. So then Suzanne uh, comes in, uh-huh. and she just says she's had one of the worst mornings of her life. <laughs> And the reason she had this terrible morning is because she pulled into a self-service pump at the gas station Mm -hmm. and does not know how to work that thing. She doesn't know how to put the thing in there. No, she doesn't know how to pump her own gas. So this woman in a minivan and like five kids kids offers to do it for her, being a nice human. And yes. so she nice. tries to give her a quarter. A quarter. Helping her out. It's 1986, and she offers her a quarter. Like, what is you this? you know what she did? She she's gave like me a shoeshine boy in the 20s. Good gracious. I'm sorry. Yeah, she gave her the bird. Yeah, the bird. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then her cleaning lady isn't coming in. And then oh, man. Julia, with her deadpan, this, that's amazing, says, incredible story. Let us never criticize until we have walked a mile in those pumps. <laughs> yeah. 
And this oh, is uh, where we're, we're going to meet Consuela later, and she is yeah. a staple throughout the series. So that's what I wrote that down yes. in my notes when she was talking. I was like, she's talking about her new uh, cleaning lady who's arriving today, her new housekeeper. I was like, is this Consuela? Are we mm-hmm. are we going to get to see Consuela now? Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. is. Spoilers. That's fantastic. Yeah. I love that Julia says this very strange thing. Um, so we don't know where Consuela's from because no. Suzanne doesn't. <laughs> she's like, she's not. from one of those small countries that are always in trouble or something. She can't be like. bothered. Oh my gracious. But then she was said, she said something like that all her animals got sick on the boat over or up or wherever it's from. Who knows? I don't know what she said. And uh, so she has to quarantine them for a while. That's why she's having some issues, you know, starting work. And Julia says, like, oh, that's the, the oldest tale of, the, of time or something. Yeah. Like, I was like, that's such a weird specific. That's, I don't think that's, that's a thing a that people shame. excuse people use all the time. Their so. animals got sick uh, on, the boat on the boat from some small country <laughs> that's always in trouble. Oh, man. Yeah, so... So all that this was to say, funny Suzanne, and weird. like she goes through all this thing, and she, to say she's planning a dinner party, and then yes. Julia's like, "Please, please, nope. don't, don't do it, because you can't yeah. hire good help, and you don't do it nope. yourself." And no, um, so there, and that that leads up to Suzanne trying to, to do this whole setup thing. Yeah, which um, she's great that she's kind of being nice to Charlene, so you clearly know something's up right away. And she's kind of talking up Mason and saying how he's such a great collector and all these things he's offered to give them, not just for the business, but personal as a good setup and stuff. And then Charlene says, why? She says, I only collect thimbles. Why are you in my face? (laughs) I love that line. (laughs) Yeah, it's so good. Uh, And it's, and it's, this is where it begins. Just yeah. why, what's wrong with this guy that yeah, Suzanne doesn't want to date him. And then he comes in and it just becomes one big old joke yeah. that he, he's very self-effacing. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. You know, he says to her that, um, uh, he assumes Suzanne didn't tell Charlene about his height. And Charlene's like, what's wrong with your height? He said, it's too small for my width or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, oh, and before, like, sorry, right before he comes oh, in, yeah. um, I wanted to point out they mentioned Dash Golf for the first time. He'll be back. Um, but Suzanne, oh. in responding to Charlene's, like, you know, why don't you want to date him? And she said, as my first husband, Dash Golf, the writer. Oh, yes. How he's always referred to yes. Dash okay. Golf, the writer. Uh, yeah. Used to say, there are some mountains so majestic, even brave men dare not approach. <laughs> and then Julia says, he was also the one who drank, wasn't he? <laughs> yes. <laughs> And, Such uh, good timing that she had there. Yeah. So when he does show up, it's Gerald McCraney, who is Delta Burke's real life husband, um, which we'll talk <gasps> all about that when he shows up. I didn't but, know that. Yeah. They've been married since 1989. Oh, that's adorable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a whole scandal, which we'll talk about when he shows up. But Okay. Um, so, yeah, this is the first time that they mentioned Dash, but he will be in an episode, and it's, it's a cool episode. We'll talk about that later. So, anyway, back okay. to the situation at hand. Uh-huh. Um, he comes in, there's there's jokes, and then uh, Julia says she'll show him the stock room because she knows uh-huh. it better than Suzanne. And he's like, oh, yeah, that'll give him a, give him time to talk about me while we're gone. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, whatever. It's, it, so it becomes that, yes, Charlene gets talking to having lunch with them. Mm-hmm. 
because Suzanne's like literally in her face, like, "Oh, you're you're free. You can do it this day." And Which I hate. Like, oh, that's horrible. Scene, like, the whole like it's it's terrible. All of the fat jokes and stuff aside. Yeah. The fact that Suzanne is setting her up has already mm-hmm. basically set her up mm-hmm. without telling her. Mm-hmm. Comes in and tries to convince her, and then does all of this stuff and makes these comments in Oof. front of him Oof. and in front of her. Makes yeah. it ten times. If that was my friend or my acquaintance, I would be so pissed. I don't care yes. if you parade George Clooney in the room and tell me we're going out. I would be pissed because you're doing it. In Leslie, front of he him. is married. I'm sorry, he did get married. I don't know. Someone else. Someone else who's single and hot. Whatever. Oh my god, that was really funny. Uh, I've never heard you talk about George Clooney I being love attractive. Clooney. No, we do love. We he's we like, love he's George the Clooney. Classic Hollywood. But he yes, exactly. But I just, I'm just cracking up that that's who you pulled out. <laughs> yeah, he was alive more than once. Oh yeah, no, no <laughs> arguments, no arguments with this um, scenario. It's <laughs> so awkward. That is not yeah, how you do that. You, weird. you like her dinner party. That's fine. You mm-hmm. organize a dinner party. You uh, have a bunch of people go out to a bar. You do something in a group mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and introduce people so that they can talk. And if they don't get along, then they have other people to socialize with. I don't even see why they have to go on a date before the dinner party. Why? Why is yeah. the dinner party not their date? Right, because she says that she wants Charlene to be his date to the dinner party. So why yes. is that not when they What's do the, the date? thing? I mean, we wouldn't have this episode, but. You know. Yeah, that's true. And I think that, I mean, um, neither of us have had to be set up, I don't no. think. No. no, I don't think we would, I don't think we would have the patience for it. No. I don't think we would, <laughs> we would not tell you. Would, you would be really nice, but like annoyed the whole time and probably not like whoever it is, just like <laughs> inherently, because you're like, oh, I'm annoyed this whole situation. And then I, poof, I don't know what I would do. I probably would. I would. I'm just a thirsty lady. Sometimes I probably just think he's so cute, but I'd be annoyed with the whole situation. <laughs> <laughs> but he's he's uh, like Mason is super nice. He gives her an app. Yes. He gives her his card, yes. and he's like, you know, if something comes up, you can't make it. Just give me a call. It's totally fine. Uh-huh. Because he knows that she probably doesn't want to date him. Yeah, and he wants to kind of not. I mean, it's already an awkward enough situation. Maybe right. he's trying to trying be to nice. Over, yeah. Uh, and she cracks up at his. Business card. It yep. says something like, help, I've been what by a big fat I've man? Been something? by a fat man. Yes! Or swallowed oh by gosh. a fat man. Whatever. Ingested yeah. by a fat man. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she's cracking up at that. And she's like, and, but that's where you start to see a little bit of a twinge of like, she's just like, oh, you know, I'll just see what happens, you know. And um, clearly she's actually going to be more interested than she realized. Mm-hmm. Because he's a perfectly nice dude. Yeah. And then the next scene, oh, well, I was going to jump to the, that she's been taking long lunches. But uh, the next scene, we see a continuation of the couch drama. <laughs> With Mary Jo this time. Yeah, now it's Mary Jo talking to them and trying to give them to pay. To pay and, like, they're, she's also getting a sob story. And Yeah, they're orphans. And oh, one man. of them's trying to pay for his brother's prosthesis. And three of the boys yes. are from Ethiopia. I love that Ethiopia comment <laughs> because she doesn't even need to. It's very 1986. She doesn't need to even need to explain what that means. But no. white people circa 1986 have a very specific view of Ethiopia and because of the famine. And it's just like tugs on their little heartstrings. And so she didn't even need to explain. No. She's like, we need to help these people. Then Julia takes over the phone. 
and she she too gets sucked into the whole thing and she uh-huh, finds out uh-huh. in the winter carnival and she sa- suggests a kissing booth uh-huh. and then she <laughs> she pauses and she's like oh kissing is passe and then she says no i don't think that kind of booth would be appropriate <laughs> and i love the subtlety because if that yes. were today like she would just say no i don't think you should have sex in public or no i don't think you should yeah. set up a sex booth you know but just the no. subtlety and the the leaving it a little bit i think it's funny it makes and that funny. works a lot with her character too yeah. that she would she would just have like just a little bit of indignation but you know keep just be funny about it it's so perfect yeah uh but then so we hear that also so basically it's set up that these guys are going to get loans from all the people who work at Sugar Baker and Associates or whatever it is, and um, they, but they don't know it. None of them know that each of them have helped them out. Yeah, and that's hilarious and ridiculous. <laughs> very sitcommy. Very, yeah, very sitcommy. And that's oh, like, it was just a weird B story to have, but there it is yeah. in the background. Yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. So then you said you were uh, going to jump to Charlene, Charlene taking long lunches. Yeah, I realize that happens after the conversation on the phone because she returns and Mary Jo comments, oh, this is another, like, long lunch thing, you know, that you think. I'm sorry, I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> but it's, it's another long lunch that you've had. And you can clearly see that Charlene's a little bit bubbly, a little bit happy and excited, and it's pretty adorable. And she does make a joke that's like, well, with Mason, it's always a, <laughs> a long lunch. But then she does say the places that they, the place they went was was pretty slow with the service and and everything. It wasn't a, only a fat joke. But you see that she's starting to like him. Yeah, she says um, nobody makes her laugh like that except for Mary Jo, which uh-huh. I think is very sweet so sweet. Oh, Mary I love Jo that. is her best friend, and now she's uh-huh. met this guy who makes her feel just as happy as she feels and more and mm-hmm. as comfortable as she feels in the company of her best friend. Which is what we're all looking for. Yeah. I mean, you want like, yeah, that comfort and that fun and everything. But here comes another like terrible joke when they're talking yeah. about it. Julia says, Julia, Julia is like the, the most like, I don't know, like advocate person. of Oh everyone. yeah, I She's know. Always on a soapbox about something. And she said, they're talking about sex and what sex with Mason would be. Oh, like. that's the thing is that she's that Charlene's like, I actually am attracted to him. Yeah. Cause they're like, Oh, it's not your fault. If you're not attracted to him, you want to break out. She's like, no, I am. I just can't imagine what it'd be like. Yeah. And then Julia says, I did ride an elephant once at the Kenya club. I can't like, believe Julia, it. Julia cannot. And she even looks like she makes a face kind she of does. when she says it. Like, did I just say that? Her too, and then her reaction, oh, she's kind of like, oh, yeah, that's, I shouldn't have said that. Oh, man. I do love baby elephants, though. There well, all go. elephants, but yeah. I, my, my one of my little uh, alter egos is a baby elephant. <laughs> so, like, I liked that comment, but then I didn't <laughs> at the same time. I was like, oh, so rude. Um, yeah, but so they, basically the end of that act is that Charlene's going to break up with him because she's embarrassed by him, but she's really upset that she has so much affection for him. Mm-hmm. Oof. And so um, she, I don't remember what Suzanne does in this part, but she, she basically comes well, in go and ahead. is talking about, you know, cause she's talking about all the stuff they can get for free yeah. discount and stuff. And Julie yeah. basically calls her a pimp. Like yes. an interior decorator pimp. Like you don't yes. really care about this. You don't care about Charlene's feelings or Mason's feelings. You're just doing this yeah. so you can get a discount on blah, blah, blah. Gosh, yes. And then she talks about her dinner party that night mm-hmm. and how yep. uh, Consuela's brother is a gourmet meatpacker. <laughs> and he's, quote, unquote, slaughtering something special for us. As she says as she walks out the door. Yeah. 
It's like, woo, goodness. <laughs> Slaughter and some special force. Uh, I'm a vegetarian, y'all, so I'm not very excited by that not comment. I was that. like, that is that is not what you need to say to get me ready for a dinner party. Uh, that's when I run away. But um, yes, but she, she, Charlene tells Suzanne that she needs it to at least ensure that she is able to have a time alone with Mason there. Right to talk. Yeah, about their relationship. Oof, gosh, those then, talks are not fun. No. So. We get to the dinner party, uh-huh. uh, and first of all, there's a random dude sitting next to Mary Jo, who yeah. is never introduced. I'm who assuming is he's Suzanne's date, because he's kind of, like, close to her. Oh, I thought he was Mary Jo's. But I thought he was Mary Jo's okay. date, too. But then, like, towards the end, he's, like, more hovering around Suzanne. I don't know. We don't, have, we don't know. We don't learn. Uh, I think that they needed just like another person, so they have four, and then Suzanne's the at the head of the table. Yeah, yeah, they're like Suzanne has to be at the head of the table, so we need to have. Wait, no, because it's he no. and Mary Jo are on one yes. side, and then Julia and then all is on the three other of side. them on the other side. But, yeah, that, uh, I don't know. It was weird. Okay, my theory is completely wrong. I have no idea. It's just a random dude. It's random, and Mary he's Joe like perfectly is, nice. But oh, yeah, he doesn't really <laughs> say a lot. Uh, Mary nope. Jo's ranting about um, how people think that Southerners <gasps> are stupid yes. because we speak slowly and with a twang, yeah, uh, which comes up a lot in most like life if you're a Southerner in a place yes. that's not the South. Oh, yes. Oh, um, yes. And I mean, there's dumb and ignorance everywhere. It's just, mm-hmm. it's easier to, when you can like have a tag for people or a stereotype with a specific trait. And mm-hmm. stereotypes do exist for a reason. I mean, there are some people from the South who are ignorant or yep. talk real slow. Yep. And then there yep. are some people who talk twangy and slow and are geniuses. Yep. So yeah, that's I found that very ironic considering what this like episode has been discussing though. Yeah. Like this idea of like what, that you have impressions of people and you just make up your mind about them pretty instantly. Mm-hmm. Um, it does leave room for Charlene to tell that great joke where they use the joke. B word again. I was so surprised. I was like, can you say this much on TV yeah. in 1986. I didn't realize so you could. So, I guess because patriarchy or something. But yeah. <laughs> so the the joke is: this woman from the South goes to a fancy party in New York City and asks hey. the Northern woman, "Where are y'all from?" And the woman answers, "We're from where people don't say in their sentences with a preposition." Mm-hmm. And so the Southern woman looks at her and says, "Oh, well then, where are y'all from, bitch?" <laughs> I, I, that. I love <laughs> that, that story. It's a great story. I want to. I want to tell that joke at some. You should. You point. should go to a fancy, uh, swanky party. Oh my god! Because I don't. I don't really. Oh, I do a little bit right now. I was going to say I don't have much of an accent, but I do sometimes. And people find out that I'm from North Carolina, but. Uh, I do definitely say y'all, and I'm pretty proud of it, and I don't give a crap. I, I used to when that. I was younger, be like, I don't want to say that and sound all, like, the, have people assume that I'm just stupid because I sound very Southern, which is horrible. Yeah, and I think once word. I, re- oh, go ahead, sorry. No, 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 you got, you weren't done. I interrupted. Um, that At one point, it became kind of like reclaiming it, because mm-hmm. it's it's just a helpful word, and I'm and I'm not I'm not ashamed of where I'm from, I don't like this, all the things they've been doing recently, but, oh. you know, I, it's, a, it's a good land with some good people sometimes, and people who are fighting for things to be, 
you know, equal and and good and better, you know. Uh, So, yeah, what were you going to say about y'all? Well, no, you were talking about how it's a useful word. Uh, We actually use it. I took Latin for five years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Around high school. And when we conjugated verbs, second person plural is y'all. Like yes. We wrote that on tests because it was mm-hmm. a lot easier to keep up with that versus second person singular than yeah. to use you for both singular and plural. So uh-huh. it's still second plural is y'all, whatever the verb is. Yeah. Fun story. Yeah. So it's just a useful word. Yeah. Mm. So they also and bring I don't... up. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I don't know. I wasn't going to say anything. Sorry. Uh, go ahead. They're talking, you know, about all this at the table. And then, mm-hmm. so I think it's the. Is it the nice dude whose name we don't know? Yeah. yeah. He brings up the fact that Julia went to Chapel Hill, so Tar Heels <gasps> represents. Wait, what? I did not. That? I missed that. Yeah, Whoops. he said um, she was a she was a tri delt at Chapel Hill, which I guess is a sorority. Um, and he's like, maybe you knew my sister, and she says, I doubt that. I got kicked out for not wearing a girdle on campus. Oh yes. And then Mason makes the joke, oh funny, you know. So, oh, you're kidding. So was I. <laughs> and that, like, all of this is making... He's also made a joke before this, and he makes another one eventually, and all of this is making Charlene very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, the thing is, he just keeps making himself the butt of the jokes, the big butt yeah. of these jokes, and kind of, to I think, really... Uh, by, by the way, I looked up that the guy's name is Dane, D-A-N-E. He has a name? That is the other... That's the other character. Oh. Um, and the actor is David Wynn, okay. who... Has been in some things. Um, this is one of those second class things he was in. He was in more, well, like TJ Hooker, like The Love Boat. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, 80s staples, some good staples. And, um, yeah, his name is Dane, apparently, even though I don't remember them ever saying his don't name. I think they said his name. Um, uh, oh, oh, wait, what did you just, oh, yes, the fact that Mason's jokes are kind of just awkward regardless. Like, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when you have something you're embarrassed about, you kind of want to bring it up so that you're the one that talks about it first, right. or you let people know like it's okay, I'm owning this type of thing. But mm-hmm. he does it to like too much of an extent. I think anyone making that many jokes anyway at a dinner party like this would be kind of annoying. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like every like thing he's commenting on, you know. Mm-hmm. Every time someone says something, he kind of interjects and like makes it a joke about himself. Yeah. Which um, I think probably we've seen his character kind of do this along the ways, but uh, I feel that it's maybe he's overcompensating for Charlene's discomfort that he's like seeing that he's like maybe maybe he sees that she's uncomfortable. He understands he must know that as we find out later that he that she's embarrassed by him, mm-hmm. which is what she says even when she's talking um, up to the women about breaking up with them. She's like he deserves someone who isn't embarrassed by him. Just horrible, <laughs> but uh, but maybe he's feeling her discomfort and is kind of overcompensating for that. And I've been in that kind of situation where like you, uh, or either I or someone else, just like won't shut up because they're awkward. You know, like they're feeling yeah. awkward or I'm feeling awkward. And it's like, oh, you're making it worse, or you know, it's just rough. So I feel like that's probably what was happening. Poor guy. Yeah, and they have to wait forever, which is another joke. <laughs> Consuela doesn't have anything ready, and nope. Um, Suzanne has to go in the kitchen and check on her. And she she brought up before, like before mm-hmm. the party, that she didn't, uh, Consuela is not familiar with the concept of boo and scaring people. So she's obsessed <laughs> with it. And that's all she does is scare oh. Suzanne constantly. 
And she's like, yeah, it's a little bit annoying. And she's like, actually, it's kind of driving me crazy. So she's like, I'm going to go check on the food. She opens the door. We see her disappear. And then we hear boo. And then oh, my God. Everything I falls loved to it the floor. so much. Boo. I just like, I love the idea of this like woman who I don't, I'm sorry that I don't remember what Consuelo looks like. Because uh, like you said that she comes later. But I just love this idea of someone who like probably <laughs> is just tickled to death. Uh, that she keeps scaring Suzanne and Boo is, you know, usually like a kid game or, yeah. you know, something like that. So this is probably a, co- a completely adult woman <laughs> yeah. just cracking up because she learned a new trick and is, is, and is scaring her um, employer, which I just love that kind of frivolity. <laughs> yeah. And I, yeah. Um, so she does that. We hear everything fall and it's just, well, okay. Everything's just, this is like a terrible dinner party as Julia uh, said it would be yeah. basically. And so I don't know if they ever actually get any food or if they just get tired of waiting and then Mason and Charlene go and have their talk. They have, they um, get they food. get a gazpacho. Oh yeah. Yeah. At some point, which is, you know, just blended up tomatoes, uh, and cucumbers or what well, depends on how you make it obviously. But, Oh man, I just thought about making some like watermelon, tomato, cucumber, gazpacho. Do it. That might be nice because it's really hot outside. Uh, but, um, well, actually, it's a little cooler now. But anyway. Uh, yeah, they go and have their awkward talk and, oh. The scene. Oof. So sad. Oof. I mean, it, it ends up being good, but, you know, yeah. we got to get there. So we start off with he is the one who says that they should break up. And the reasoning for that is that, and as Suzanne had said in the beginning, that he comes from a very wealthy family, but then he's also made money on his own. He's just like money bags, you know. And he says that since he grew up a certain way, that he's actually embarrassed by her and he's used to some things um, in life that she isn't and he just doesn't think it's going to work out. Yep. And then she uh, she kind of reacts very... She's affronted. Yeah, like, she's offended, and he says, like, what, you know, you can feel ashamed of me, but I can't have any feelings about your inadequacies? Like, is that how it's going to be? Yeah. Um, And then she she starts to say she would think he would be thankful enough to, like, go down on one knee, and she stops herself, realizing what she's said, and then, you know, he he stops her, and she has this really... uh, really emotional speech. And again, like you uh-huh. pointed out before with Suzanne's speech, we have this cheesy eighties music. We don't need this. <laughs> yes. It's like, not. We, she's doing a cool. These are actually good actors. Yeah. Y'all. I mean, she's got she's, this. She's got the face going. Jean smart is one of my favorites actually, oh, as, as we've seen. And she's still, apparently she's killing it on Fargo as well, which I think is just great. I would love to watch her on that. Um, but yeah, she's got the face going, she's crying. You, you can really tell this is someone who's like got an inner conflict that she's, she's learning about herself, you know, that, that she had these like the small mindedness and she's, but, and then she has this inner battle, but it's like, well, how do I change my mind about something? I guess. Yeah. And she does. She reveals that she's a, she adores him and she thinks he's very uh-huh. sexy. And so they uh-huh. kind of start to make up. And he Mm -hmm. says he can lose the weight, but he doesn't want it to be a requirement. Yes! Um, I I love that. Yeah, I like that a lot. And so Mm -hmm. she says she wants a chance to do better, and he says he wants a chance to be thinner. Mm -hmm. And then they kiss, and it's really cute. Um, It's really cute. And then he starts talking about his fantasies. Mm 
his fantasy she doesn't have any clothes on and she's like uh-huh. oh well, what are what are you doing he's like i don't know i'm never looking at me i thought that was that's really what, oh i had to rewind that like five times because i couldn't hear exactly what he said oh, and yeah. i knew it was like a good line because there's like an eruption of sound afterwards above the audience or whatever it is or i don't know something happens i'm like oh that must have been good and i kept rewinding i was like wait what did he say I, oh I, that's a good i like that i'm never looking at me and yeah. then they're just cute they're really cute and then I'd like to point out that my a... next note says the rats in yeah. the full amount of the couches, not the frat. I think maybe that was the, <laughs> the jazz rat. The jazz rat. <laughs> oh, that was that was something I yelled at a um, horror movie once. Horror <laughs> movies with Aaron, by the way, are the most fun thing that's ever happened in the history of the world. I, I don't know. I mean, especially the. I mean, I don't. I don't know if that's true, but I, I mean, found that I'm people like movie. watching them with me. <laughs> Even my friend uh, Matt, who uh, lives in the same building as I do, will invite me over. Um, he will bring me over to the really terrible, like jump scare ones, because he'll. Because <laughs> I'll just. I have to usually have a hood, and I'll be hiding in it, and then I'm just yelling at the screen, <laughs> especially if it scares me. Someone's going to get yelled at, so. I did yell bitch ass rat. Um, so the rat, I mean the frat. The frat. Uh, sends the full amount of the money because full they collected surprise. it from Suzanne. No, not Suzanne, <laughs> sorry. Uh, Julia and Charlene and Mary Jo have basically paid for their couches themselves. So ridiculous. But they come and they send them flowers and they're serenading them. which it's I adorable. Thought was cute and weird. Very weird. Weird. And weird. Well, how do they know? College, this happened every night. Yeah, how do they know that they're at... Yeah. Wait, are they at Suzanne's house? They're at Suzanne's house. How? How do they know that they're there? It's so strange. And, and yeah, that Suzanne's like, oh, this used to happen all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Are the people just showed up at your house to creep me out. I don't even know about that. I would install an alarm system. I mean, maybe, (laughs) maybe, uh, maybe if she's in the sorority and the fraternity boys like show up, that could happen. I've seen, I've seen that happen. That sounds funny. And, (laughs) Well, if they're nice boys, it's probably nice and not creepy. I have no idea. I know. Yeah. I was, you're about to say, is there any such thing as a nice frat boy? I've met some. I mean, you read, you read my mind a little bit. No, my cousins are very sweet. My cousins are frat boys. They're they're the nicest, some of the nicest guys I know. Yeah, they're some nice ones. They're nice people everywhere, right? Yeah. Uh, but um, it's just really strange. It's very strange. But they, it's just they, like this they little group of sweet. people. We've yeah, and to the faces of Mary Jo and Charlie and Julia. And that is so cheesy in eighties yet again. That just like yeah, they, they zoom in on each woman gets a little moment to just have a re- <laughs> a response to the serenading. Oh man, that's really funny. Yeah. So again, we <laughs> take it's it just out. So cheesy. We get our sweet moment with Charlene and Mason, and then we take it out on yeah. that sweet weird dish note. Yeah, with the the guys singing. Yeah. Uh, this this uh, episode was not scored very high <laughs> on like the things it's got i think on um is it metascore i was looking at it was like six not 6.7 because metascore uses different scoring i guess like just imdb had like 6.7 out of 10 people were like nah i'm not feeling it it's not one of the better ones i mean yeah like said, it's kind of just one big fat joke and they i mean charlene changes her mind they're inventive <laughs> yeah i mean it's kind of just like being nasty to people yeah, and I I guess it must be like how it was in last episode, the beauty contest, that these women are pretty, 
like lovely people in general. So you have to make them seem really yucky in order to like redeem themselves. Yeah. I wonder if that's like the trick that they do at first and then eventually they don't have that. Because it seems like I don't, I mean, maybe not, you know, but it seems like it's a way of like developing characters and dynamics that they're kind of, that the writers were leaning on at the time. And then once we know how the characters are, they don't have to end up doing that. Yeah. Maybe. maybe. And then maybe too, they're trying to be more realistic because even though they are like lovely people, I mean, nobody's perfect. Everybody makes comments that they shouldn't and they regret. And sometimes you just don't have that filter. And then you yeah. really think about what you said and how it affects the people that you said it about. And then, you know, you you feel really bad about it and you change and atone and all that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's I think it's good. It's just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's going to be, I'm sure it's, it's from 1986. And so I'm sure there are going to be some episodes that are kind of awkward that we don't, or that the comments that'll come up that people just don't say about certain things anymore. But so, I mean, but they're very, forward thinking in a lot of ways too so it's just that's just how tv is you know sometimes um so let's see did you have a favorite outfit i did um so my this is not a super ostentatious 80s outfit i mean it's clearly 80s but it's almost more modern it's the oversized yellow silk shirt with the leggings and the tall boots um and the chunky bracelet that charlene is wearing when she comes back from her long lunch Oh, yes, I love that one. Uh, the shirt is super 80s. It's yellow uh-huh. with, like, yellow polka dots, which uh-huh. you don't notice until you get a close-up. Mm-hmm. And then, But the overall look is actually something that you'd see most college girls wearing around. Yeah. Like a long tunic, some high boots. It looks real comfortable. Bracelet. Yeah. So yeah. It's what fall semester looks like when I go to work, <laughs> basically. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I love you? it. What's your favorite? Um, my favorite, I think there's another one I was considering. Oh, um, I really liked Mary Jo was winning uh, in this episode because it wasn't my favorite, but I have to give a little, little shout out to the outfit she was wearing. I can't remember. It was either her first or second outfit of the episode where she has a red jacket on and it has fake ropes. Yes, that was my second. That was on my, it. My oh, funny. Yeah, that's. I was like really tempted by that one, um, but because of like personal connections, I liked her dress or well top. I, we don't know what she's wearing yeah. below. I'm sure this is just like a sweatery, blousey thing. Yeah. Her top at din- the dinner party that has the really interesting tulips oh wait it is a dress sorry i got a full is it a dress for the yeah. oh really mm-hmm. okay good because i did end up picking a dress for my polyvore so that kind of works yeah, sorry I mean, um no 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 i figured either she it was like either like a sweater that had like a long like skirt with it knowing her or it was going to be like a long dress or something um but i sent leslie a picture of myself in this little tulip dress when i was in kindergarten Can we post that, that were yeah, that's why I sent it to you. Okay, You're sure. definitely allowed to post it. Uh, where <laughs> literally it's just like my, the top of it's a tulip. It's a full tulip. It's adorable. And it took, and I don't know, are they even tulips on her? There might be roses, but they're like this kind of rosebud roses on her blouse. It just it really looked like the color, the fact that it's kind of almost gray or something and, and pink. Maybe I'm remembering that like incorrectly, but gray. yeah, yeah it, I'm sure my mother wore stuff like that. Um, yeah, so, oh, I don't know. My mom's probably a little bit older than they were, but she wore 80s stuff for a while. Um, she's probably listening. Hi, mom. Um, but um, yeah, I definitely could see her wearing something like that. And obviously I wore stuff like that. And that's kind of what I liked about it. And it looked like really comfortable. It looked like soft. 
So that's why I liked it. Cool. That's a good yeah. choice. <laughs> They're always killing it with these outfits. They are. So 80s. Yeah. So I guess that's yeah. probably about it, huh? That's our, yeah, that's our episode. Um, don't forget to check us out on the internet. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Yeah. See you next time. Bye. I feel like I just clearly didn't like this episode, and I'm just being a baby. No, it's okay. I didn't like it either. Like I liked, I mean, I liked all the episodes, but like compared to other ones, I was not yeah. a fan. Your face is great.